Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I hope and trust that you are all well. Before I begin, we'd like to give a very special shout out to the reformed members of Back to Ashes. Stephanie McLaren, Corpse Lover, Gwen Haley, Mana Ash, Normie DW, Christy Elias, Cindy Cleveland, Patty's niece, and Samantha Place. The rest of the Back to Ashes membership family can be found right here on your screen. If you would like to become a member of Back to Ashes or would like to buy me a coffee as a thank you, all of that can be found in the description below. Now, with all of that being said, it is time to go back to ashes. For when we arise from the ashes, we are a bigger, brighter, stronger, and happier person in the morning. Sit back, relax, kick back, grab a snack, or tuck in to get warm and prepare for this dose of vocal melatonin entitled True Disturbing Haunted House and Ghost Stories. Right after this intro, an ad will play. I'll read the first story, an ad will play. And after that, there will be no more ads within this video. I hate baby monitors. I would always be in the house by myself in the morning. Everyone has gone to work or daycare, and I'm waiting for the school bus. The one for the baby was obviously always beside the crib, and the other one was always in a different place, which didn't help. I know my parents are moving it, but it made it way more creepy because it always happened to be near me, and we have quite a big house with several levels so the chances of us always being in the same room were that slim. Anyway, there was a manual mobile above the crib that you had to literally spin with your hand, and the longer you spin it, the longer the song will play when you let go. It played a cute little lullaby. However, for some f reason, whenever I was by myself, the baby monitor, of course, right beside me or across the room, would play the lullaby from the mobile. But distorted and glitchy and slow, like the battery was dying or literally music out of a scary movie. But when I checked the room, the mobile wasn't moving or making a sound. This is when I would wait for the bus outside. And the weirdest part is that any other time it would play perfectly and shit and it happened quite often. It's not the creepiest story, but definitely made my heart drop every single time it f goes off while I'm home alone. Well, I remember quite a few, so here's one of my stories. We used to spend summer at my grandma's with all the cousins from different places, different ages. Only two of them lived there. When I was 10, the adults were acting weird when we got there, very secretive, whispering, etc. I even remembered neighbors coming to ask. A few days later, my grandma comes with a priest. He surrounded my aunt's house with salt, holy water, and whatnot only to find out that my little cousin, G, four at the time, used to wake up every night at 3 a.m. screaming like crazy, in a weird different voice as an older male. And it has been going on for a few months. The previous night, she was sleeping at the wall side of the bed with her sister and older cousin, who woke up at around 3 a.m. and found her in a trance. 
combing her hair. Her hair was all in thin braids, so this didn't make any sense. But what's weirder? She put the comb at the top of the cabinet across the room that evening, and there was absolutely no way for my little cousin to reach it. Nor was there absolutely any evidence she crossed the bed on top of them to even try. They say it must have been the old man who they bought the house from, with the condition to let him live with them until he passed, which he did the previous year. He loved her very much. She never remembered any of it. We have a theater in our town that was built in the 1930s. And, as is tradition, there are plenty of stories people noticing weird cold spots. Things in the green room moved, the occasional whispers on someone's ear, and things like that. However, there have been no reported sightings for years, until my daughter started spending more time there with me. She's sensitive to these things despite the fact she doesn't like it very much. Her first sighting was one night when there were only three of us there, all up in the bio box. She just got up and went out of the auditorium. A few minutes later, she comes back and casually says, I saw the ghost down in the green room. I ask if that's why she left the room and she said yes, that she saw something white go past the auditorium door and got a feeling, so she went to have a look. She said she saw a lady in a long, old-fashioned white dress in the women's dressing room, standing in front of the mirror like she was putting on makeup. She didn't reflect in the mirror. I asked that specifically. A couple of weeks ago, we were there to see a show, and when the house lights went down, there was a voiceover and sound effect in the darkness. So they were down for 30 seconds or so. She whispered to me, is someone on the stage? Oh, never mind. It's her. She said she saw her standing downstage, center right at the front of the stage, and she faded away when the stage lights came up. I have asked around since, and a couple of people have said they've seen her as well, but only once each. I myself have spent many a night alone in that place, programming lights and never see a thing. Although sometimes I feel like I'm not alone. I never really get creeped out there either. So, that's a good thing. Maybe these deserve their own post, but anyway, here is a list of every event that happened to me that I still cannot explain. Grandma's ghost visits to announce her death. My memories of this are a bit fuzzy because I was only four. I was playing in the backyard with my second cousin while my mom watched us. Suddenly, she looked alarmed, saying something like, Kids, stay here someone's in the house. I remember that this scared the crap out of me. Of course we didn't listen and we followed my mom into the house. No one there, but there was some noise upstairs, so we rushed there just in time to see a hanged picture get thrown on the floor. I remember the glass shards everywhere. 
My mom was very confused and said she had seen my grandma in the window. That very night, we got the call confirming that she had died. The Ghostly Arm My scariest encounter by far. I must have been nine or ten at the time. My friend Mike invited me to his place, and here we were just chatting with a girl on MSN until I saw something from the corner of my eye. There was a black, translucid arm going through the wall. I was too shocked to say anything. My friend, somewhat unfazed, just said, Oh, you see the arm too? Apparently, he had been seeing stuff like that a lot. To this day, I still cannot explain this rationally. A glove disappears and reappears exactly where it was. I came back to my dorm room from the store. It was during the winter. I put my coat and gloves on the bed. I opened my closet door to put away my things, only to see that one of my gloves is missing. I thoroughly searched my tiny room. Nothing to be found, until, from the corner of my eye, I see something black flash by. And here was the lost glove, exactly where it was originally. Grandpa warns me he is going to die. This one might be a coincidence. I knew my grandpa had been in the hospital for a while and was not doing well. Severe head trauma. Anyway, I saw him in a dream, and he kept it short as he always did. He said, I'm going now. He was indeed gone that very day. Something punched me. I'm not sure about this one. I was working outside all by myself in a remote swamp area surrounded by fields. I definitely felt something hit me in the back. Hard. My first thought was that someone had arrived and had thrown something like an apple or a baseball in my direction. But no, nothing on the ground. No one to be seen. Maybe a bird that hit me and flew away? Who knows? Garbage cans move by itself. Seemingly a classic poltergeist. In two instances, the lid of my trash can with a swing top started to flip around super fast like someone punched it. And another time, it flipped over as if someone kicked it. Each time, it was in my direct field of vision. So I know it's not a rat getting inside or anything of that nature. This happened about 20 years ago in my house in Lawrenceville, Georgia. I am upstairs on my computer on AOL chatting with a friend of mine. Husband and daughters are in their respective rooms asleep. I hear the front door open and close. The front door is at the base of the stairs and I am in the bedroom at the top of the stairs to the right. That is why I could hear the door. It's 11 p.m. No one should be coming in or out of the house. I feel my hackles raise and my heart starts racing. I'm scared shitless. I can feel a presence slowly coming up the stairs. I mention this frantically in the chat that I'm having with my friend. The phone then rings and it is him calling. He tells me to repeat what he says and do so forcefully and loudly. It was the Lord's Prayer. 
I said it about three times or so. I really can't remember how many times I said it, to be honest. I could feel the presence was right near the top of the stairs and about five feet from me in the room. As I said the prayer, I could feel it moving down the stairs and then I heard the front door open and close. I cried and sobbed on the phone to my friend. I just knew a demon had been in my house and was going to kill me or my family or all of us. I set the phone down with him still on it in case something happened to me and turned on the hall lights and went downstairs to lock the front door. It was already locked. I turned on all the lights downstairs both inside and outside. I went back upstairs to tell my friend all was good and hung up the phone. Then woke up my husband and he was in the midst of a nightmare. He couldn't explain it, just it was something scaring him. He never to that day or since had a scary nightmare. I checked on my daughters and they were both crying in their sleep. I'm convinced they could sense something that was going on and just couldn't wake up. We're good now. We moved out of that house into a house we had built. Eventually, we had the new slash current house blessed with holy water due to some shit going down, but things have all been calm for over a decade now. This happened a few months ago, and it's so hard to talk about because it sounds so made up. But it's absolutely 100% true, and this happened to me. I live in an apartment with my husband and son. My husband works 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., so I was alone with my infant son at night. I walk out of my bedroom, and a small towel that was sitting on top of a basket of the laundry seemed to jump off the top of the pile onto the floor. I rationalized that as the swinging of the door opening, and it caught the breeze. Then, I was playing with my son in his room and kept hearing, like, shuffling of plates or something in the kitchen. I go out and it stops and there's nothing happening. I rationalize by saying I'm in an apartment and it was probably someone else's stuff in their apartment, even though it was definitely close sounding, but I have to rationalize it. I put my son to bed and go in my room to chill. The door opened slightly. I really start thinking this is weird at this point, but what can I do? It was probably just the air kicking in and the door wasn't completely closed. I just kept trying to make sense of it. After maybe 40 minutes, my son starts screaming. That isn't like him to just wake up and scream. I go in and it takes about 15 minutes to calm him down. I'm sitting in his rocking chair facing his bedroom door. I'm already a little shaken over everything weird happening, but mostly concerned with calming my son down now. Then, the TV turns on by its freaking self in the living room. There is no rationalizing it at this point. Tears immediately start and I start shaking. I am absolutely sure a demon is about to backwards crawl at me right now. I start figuring out what the absolute heck 
I'm supposed to do at almost midnight with my infant son. I can't call my husband to come home because I think there's a ghost. I just stare with my eyes as opened as possible with tears pouring. After a few minutes of unrelenting fear, I was able to get my son into his bed and tiptoe out before cautiously checking everything in the living room. Nothing else was out of the ordinary besides the TV being on. I decided to leave it on for the night and literally said, I'm leaving the TV on for you. Please stop scaring me and don't do it anymore. And went to my room and closed the door. Needless to say, I didn't sleep that night, but nothing else happened. Hello everyone, I need advice. I live in a house that was built over 125 years ago that we have been renovating slowly but steadily for several years. Upon moving in, we tore down some walls, took up carpet, etc. Within a month, I was outside in my car, calling my husband because I heard someone walking on our staircase, calling my name. I had grabbed my infant, my phone, snagged keys and a knife in the kitchen and was out the door. We've heard organ music, which the previous owner used to play in church. We've heard heavy booted footsteps on our attic steps and more walking on the staircase. All of the kids have seen shadows and have heard someone walking at night while everyone is asleep. I get it. Houses have history. The previous family was here for six decades. That's fine. As long as it isn't malicious, then it's whatever. Until this week. We had negative 40 temperatures and took down plaster and lathe to add insulation. While doing so, we took down part of a wall to reinforce our daughter's room with extra support beams. Since then, something is pissed. Here's a breakdown of the last seven days. All three kids, at different times of the day, different days and entirely independently of one another, have told us they saw a shadow that they thought was their dad. All three saw it in the same general area next to the wall we took down. Again, not too bad. Just kinda eh. However, I'm now having literal spontaneous scratches and bites showing up on my arms. I took fleece pajamas upstairs. On my way down, I felt a burning on the inside of my arm. Two sets of three scratches, all roughly two and a half to three inches long and perfectly symmetrical, were developing. Tonight, I came back upstairs after just turning on the dryer. I had a sharp stinging in my outer wrist and what looks like a possible bite is there. I've thought that maybe it was me biting my own wrist in my sleep because I had another on my other wrist three days ago that looked identical to the one on my other wrist. I have eggshells, cinnamon, sage, and salt for my doorways. I have infused sage spray that I've been using liberally. What else can I do? Does it sound like a normal haunting? Like I said, sounds and shadows are fine, 
but hurting someone goes a little too far. The previous owners were extremely devout Catholics, and we are absolutely not religious. My husband is atheist. I'm more spiritual-slash-pagan oriented. We both come from very religious families, though. Any thoughts or ideas would be greatly appreciated. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I know, I know, this is so cliche, but this actually happened. Bear with me. Throughout the 2000s, I was part of a tiny independent theater company with zero funding. Every show we did came out of our own pockets, so we needed a venue that would let us work for cheap. We found one in a local historic theater. This place was mostly a music venue, but they had a tiny theater upstairs, and the owners were awesome. We were allowed to rehearse for free and just pay a small fee each performance night. We did so many Shakespeare's with loud music, usually metal, coming through the floor. Hamlet's soliloquy accompanied by corn is quite a sight to see. This place also had a documented history of hauntings. Several of us had small experiences there. Knocking, things falling over, disappearing from where they were put, etc. Nothing that couldn't be explained by the chaos of rehearsal, except the feeling of always being watched. One summer night, we were rehearsing in the upstairs bar area. The owners were great to us, but couldn't afford to turn on the AC for just us, so it was pretty sweltering. There were hanging curtains separating the bar from the storage area behind it and I watched casually as someone started to push through them. There was a very clear human outline that stood there, pushing out the curtains for 10 to 15 seconds, and then it slowly, clearly backed away. I was the only one who saw this happen. I thought it was odd, obviously, 
to stand with your face in a curtain for that long, but it wasn't unusual for the cleaning staff to be there this late, and I assumed one of them had stopped to think. Maybe they forgot something and gone back into the kitchen. But who does that? Who stands like that and then backs away like that, instead of turning around like a normal person? Maybe someone was screwing with us. It was just too weird. When the scene was over, I asked if anyone else was in the building. No, the staff left two hours ago and given the director the keys to lock up. I asked if the AC was on and everyone laughed. But when I told them what I saw, we all listened anyway. The AC was loud. It definitely wasn't on. We talked it up to the theater ghost and moved on. After that, I started talking to him when I was alone and felt watched. I told him he was creeping me out and he'd back off. He still messed with us for years after that, once stealing a prop that had already been placed and confirmed by several people in the middle of a show. But he wasn't so bad for a ghost. I always heard there was more than one ghost there, and sometimes the watching did feel malevolent. But the guy who felt familiar tended to show up and run the other one off. Or maybe that was just me creeping myself out. But this one night, I definitely saw something unexplainable. I had this experience while working in 2013. I'm a photographer slash videographer and had landed a gig shooting behind the scenes photos of an upcoming theater production. The photos would be used as promotional materials for the premiere which was coming up in a week. So I basically had to shoot the rehearsal, just the director, actors and myself on the largest stage in town. It was very cool to see all of the seats empty, the director puffing away cigarettes and swearing loudly in a place that you usually see the patrons dressed up and having a cultural experience. The play was all set in a beachside house that was built in the middle of the stage. There were several moments in the play in which all of the lights in the beach house were turned off, plunging everything into darkness only leaving the emergency exit signs alight, pulling you out of the theater experience and reminding you that it's all a play after all. So, every time this happened, I put my camera down and listened to the dialogue in the darkness. The third time this happened, the flick of the lights, the darkness, I again put my camera down and patiently started to wait for my next shot opportunity. As I stood there, I started seeing something grayish being illuminated by the emergency exit sign. All of the actors and the director were to the right of me. There wasn't supposed to be anyone to my left, but I decided to turn and say hi to whoever was with me so we could exchange silent greetings as to not disturb the performance of the actors. So I turned. What I saw has never left my mind to this day and has made me rethink my skeptic outlook towards such things. There stood a young girl wearing a dress. Her hands were outstretched 
towards me, but not in a way that you'd think she would grab me, but in a way as if begging for something. Her palms facing up and her fingers barely curled. Her face was full of tiredness, grief, maybe despair. Her legs were just not there, and she was very slowly moving towards me, maybe floating, I don't know. It was a very smooth and gentle movement. So you can imagine with the level of detail I recall her, I must have had eye contact with her for maybe at least two to three full seconds, which to me felt like an eternity. After the third second was when I finally managed to unfreeze myself and react. What I saw was so vivid and so there that I instinctively turned my head away and swiped with my hand in her direction as if to protect myself from the imminent collision between us. Not letting out a peep as to not embarrass myself in front of the theater people, I lit up the monitor of my camera with shaking hands and pointed it in the direction of the girl. She was gone. I continued my work with my eyes darting everywhere and wondering what the hell just happened to me. I really wanted to speak to the theater staff about my experience, but I never did in fear of being ridiculed and potentially losing future gigs. I never made sense of any of this. This was quite a few years ago. We lived in a house that's only about 10 minutes away from where we live now. I'm 15 presently, but I would have been maybe 5 or 6 or possibly even younger at that time. Now, every time before my dad came home from work, my grandma would always tell me to go up to his room so that I'd be asleep before he came back. What I always did instead was run upstairs the instant I heard him come home so that I could simultaneously stay up as much as possible and at least pretend to be asleep once he himself had come up. So that's what I did every time. However, there was this one time where she told me to go upstairs before my dad came home and I actually did it. I got in bed and I went to sleep. I was awoken at some point later and saw a completely dark figure at the foot of the bed. No distinguishable features whatsoever, just a solid black figure, as if it was a shadow or something, and I remember that it spoke to me in a high voice, but I can't remember what it said. I believe I myself spoke to it, but I can't remember that either. Anyway, I ended up going to sleep. When I woke up, I went downstairs and asked my grandma why she had been in my dad's room the night before. I had assumed it was her because of a high voice, though my grandma's voice isn't really that high at all. Her response was that she hadn't been in there. I then told my dad and grandma what happened, and my dad said that it must have just been him and my tiredness messed with my perception. I believed it at the time but I have no idea how my perception could have been messed with that badly. I've since told this story to quite a few people, including my dad and my grandma years later. The things I've heard as responses are that it could have been a dream or sleep paralysis. The thing is, though, 
that I had a lot of nightmares around the time this happened. Despite being as young as I was, I was always able to tell the difference between a dream and reality. My dreams have also never been realistic to the point I thought that they were real. The sleep paralysis theory sounds compelling, but I do not have a history of sleep paralysis. If it was sleep paralysis, I had never experienced it before, and I have not experienced it since. One thing my dad said to me when I retold him this story recently is, I don't mean to frighten you, but that house is over 150 years old. I'd just like to say that I do not believe in ghosts or anything supernatural. I am a pure skeptic when it comes to things like this, as are all people I have mentioned in this post. And I would not blame you at all if you don't believe a single word of what I've said. But I want you to know that I don't believe that this was a ghost. I do believe that this has an explanation. I just don't have it yet. I don't know where to start exactly, so I guess I'll just start from the beginning. It was November of 2020, and I was lucky enough to celebrate my 21st birthday in Vegas. I was so excited to party in Vegas, but the best part of the trip was that my godparents got me tickets to see Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum. While other kids were busy watching Disney Channel and Nickelodeon, I would curl up with a blanket, snacks, turn off the lights, and watch a new episode of Ghost Adventures. Needless to say, I am one of their biggest fans. Anyway, before the tour, you must take an oath, and you must sign a waiver. Basically stating that if anything happens to you while taking the tour, they're legally not responsible. One of the many things that is listed on that waiver is that something could possibly follow you outside the museum. And I think that's what happened. One of the exhibits is a mirror that had reportedly witnessed a brutal murder. If you want to know more, the YouTube channel Entertainment Tonight did an interview with Zach about his museum. They cover the mirror and a few other exhibits. Highly recommend to check it out if you want to know more about it. Anyway, the mirror is always covered, and guests can say if they want to look into the mirror. Guests who have looked into the mirror have reported seeing shadow figures behind them or next to them. Me, on the other hand, didn't see anything. At least that's what I thought. It was a week after we got home from Vegas I was home alone. I was sitting on my bed working on some homework on my laptop when suddenly I see something in my peripheral vision. I look over and noticed it came from the direction of my mirror. In my room, there's an oval mirror with a golden trim hanging on my wall. I've had this mirror ever since I was little, and nothing weird has ever happened to it before, until I visited the museum. I just ignored it and went back to doing homework. However, a couple minutes later, I see something in my peripheral vision again. I look back to the mirror, but nothing was there. This continues only in my mirror for a month. I would never see it completely within my vision. I would only see it in my peripheral vision. After that first month, it started to appear in all the mirrors in the house, 
and sometimes any reflected surface. And like before, it would only appear in my peripheral vision. It didn't take long for my parents to notice this thing either. They also say they only see it in their peripheral vision too. Whatever this thing is, it seemed to really only stay in mirrors, so I eventually got used to it. It lasted for about a year and a half, until about a couple months ago. I thought it eventually left, but boy, I was wrong. I was up really late one night, and I was watching YouTube videos. It was completely dark in my room, except a light coming from the laptop screen. And like it happened before, I see something in my peripheral vision. By this time, I thought I'd forgotten what happened. So I ignored it and went back to watching YouTube. A couple of minutes pass and it happens again. This time I turn on my lamp, look back at the screen, and wait to see if I was just imagining things. Then, of course it happens again, and the memories from over a year ago start coming back to me. However, this time, when I saw it in my peripheral vision, it wasn't in the mirror. I saw it in my closet. There is no door on the closet. It's been that way for many years, and I've never seen anything before. There's a top shelf, and I have the shelf stuffed with boxes. At first, I thought it was the boxes, but then I realized the boxes are white, and whatever I'm seeing is completely black shadow, so there's no way it can be that. Right now, as I'm typing this, it's 3.08 in the morning, and I've already seen this thing a few times tonight. I don't know if I should record my closet tonight or not. All I know is that I'm terrified, and I don't know what to do. I once dated a man who claimed he was haunted by a demon or evil spirit. Weird stuff would happen around him like he'd leave all the drawers and cabinet doors in the kitchen open. I'd come to his apartment and find all of them open, and him in his bedroom. When I'd ask about it, he'd say he didn't remember leaving them open. I thought he was just messing with me. Then I started to have nightmares when I'd stay over. Like I once dreamed a creature was hovering over him. It looked like a black sheet or like a Dementor from Harry Potter. It was trying to smother him, and I screamed myself awake. Once when we were sitting in the living room, he said he felt it nearby, and I heard a guttural growling sound. We were alone, and he didn't make the noise. I was so scared, I told him we should stay at my apartment that night. He said it was tied to him, and it would just follow him wherever he went. When we got to my place, I told my roommate about the situation. She was open-minded about it, and we set up talking for a while. At one point, he and I went and got into my bed to lie down. He told me he could feel it nearby. My skin started getting goosebumps, and I felt this overwhelming fear. We decided to go back into the living room with my roommate because it felt safer. While they were talking, I decided to go outside on my patio for a smoke to calm myself a bit. I actually am not a superstitious person, so this all was getting to me. Plus, I hadn't been sleeping much. 
While I sat outside, there was a lightning storm. No rain yet, but I could see the sky flickering and the wind started to blow back and forth in these big gusts. I started to feel angry, like, how dare this thing come to my house? In my mind, I challenged the creature to appear. I dared it to. I was calling it out in my head. The storm was coming, and I decided to go back in, feeling upset and angry. I put my cigarette out in a small glass ashtray that was on the patio. As I pushed the butt down, the ashtray split perfectly into three pieces. Three perfect triangles. I know I didn't push hard enough to break it. Right then, the thunder and lightning crashed really hard. I scooped up the broken ashtray pieces and ran back inside to show my boyfriend and roommate. I was so freaked out by everything at that point that I couldn't process it. The next day, he called his aunt in Mexico and she told him to get a small mirror and look into it while calling out to the spirit. She told him to break the mirror when he saw or felt the demon and then to bury the pieces where no one would find them. He did it, apparently, and no more problems after that. How freaking weird. I don't know if it was all nonsense to this day, but I will never, ever forget how I felt when that ashtray broke. It was like the bad spirit was taunting me back. I am going to do my best to try and be as brief but detailed as possible. Here's some backstory as far as we know from the house. It was a first home for a couple with no kid. The wife lived into her 50s and the husband lived into his 80s but passed away whilst abroad. No information on their character or reputation as people. So, 30 years ago, my parents bought a house that was 100 plus years old, detached, and a good distance from the next door neighbor. Suburban, but also a bit away. Before they moved into the house, the neighbors were having work done, and our house at the time was forgotten and derelict. The builders said to the neighbors they saw their elderly neighbor from our now current house walking down the garden arm in arm, and it was very sweet. Neighbors were quick to confirm to the builders, nobody has lived there for over 14 years, so it couldn't be possible. Mom and Dad move in with my two older brothers. Things started to happen. Nothing malicious, more in a cheeky kind of way, i.e. objects around the house would go missing and then reappear in the most bizarre places, footsteps above, door shutting, footsteps running up and down the stairs, etc. Those are just to name a few and with very minor details attached to them. If you are in the house alone, you hear what could only be described as someone dragging a piano from the attic, dropping it and repeated getting louder until you have to leave the house. Anyway, with all this happening, my dad was a solid non-believer at the time. I guess most would say it was sleep paralysis. However, this happened a few nights in a row, and my dad would see an elderly gentleman with loads of crates in his face standing at the end of his bed. My mom loves the DNA and history stuff, 
and found out the husband who lived here before, a widower, passed away abroad and had acne very badly, causing severe scarring to his face. Anyway, trying to cut a huge story very short, this stuff happened up until my mom and dad divorced. Dad stayed in the house and extended it, and things stopped happening so much, and then gradually, nothing. Fast forward 15 years later, I now live here along with my two other brothers and their own families. House is fairly big and open plan so it doesn't feel like we live upon each other. Four months ago, I was home alone and my bedroom is situated downstairs opposite the stairs. I heard someone running up and down the stairs constantly about five times, but the last time never coming back down. Since then, everyone is experiencing the slamming of doors, the dragging sounds and large footsteps. We had my sister-in-law and brother stay over during Christmas. Now the house is opened, planned, and we don't want to be spooking him so we didn't tell him about the recent creepy noises. Two nights he stayed. He told us the first night he heard dragging and loud footsteps above him. Not possible. And the second, someone was going up and down the stairs so much he had to check if it was one of us. So, in all, there's around seven of us living here, and everyone is hearing these dragging and awful sounds from family to guests. I've heard thuds, and truth be told, I'm a believer. But I don't understand why I am not hearing the dragging noises, but my family are. And also... Why has this started again after so many years of nothing? Is it bad or is it good? For context, I'm a 25-year-old female living with my brothers and dad and their own halves. Other halves have experienced the negative happenings, dragging, bolts locking. My dad has, but not so much me and my other brother who still live in the house. Now, I don't know a ton about the history of my childhood home, but I know that it was old as hell and one of the creepiest places I've ever lived in. It was a four-story house, yeah, fancy, right? With lots of dark spaces and long stairways. Basically, it was really big. There wasn't a moment in that house that I felt like I was truly alone, and there wasn't a hallway that felt truly empty. I was just barely out of toddlerhood when I started to develop severe anxiety. I was afraid to do anything alone. I was always checking behind me, sleeping with my head under the covers, seeing things, hearing things, you name it. I'm almost 100% sure that there was something paranormal making me feel that way. I wasn't the only one seeing and hearing things, though. My older brother shared a room with me and he always slept on the top bunk. His bed was maybe a foot away from the ceiling, and the attic was right above us. He told me that some nights he'd hear adult footsteps right above his head, just circling the attic. But it gets weirder. He's told me that, at one point, he woke up next to a shadowy figure, just lying in bed with him. He claims the figure had two white specks for eyes, and that it wasn't acting malicious. 
It was just lying there, silently. This might have been some kind of sleep paralysis hallucination, but considering the other events, I wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of spirit. And now, on to the worst one. The playroom. That room was the creepiest thing in the house, and I get shivers just thinking about it. It sat at the end of a long hallway on the top floor, just below the attic. My room was down the hall from it, but it was always pitch black. I remember staying up at night, staring at it, just in case something moved. I often couldn't take my eyes away in fear of something appearing if I did. Somehow, every night, I looked at that doorway. The door was wide open, and the door wasn't weak either. It worked perfectly fine and wouldn't open unless you turned the knob. I asked my dad to close it before I went to bed, and it would stay closed for a bit until it just slid open again. I'm not a door specialist, but it was just arguably creepy. But wait, there's more. Now that we're older and out of that house, me and my brother found out that we shared a terrifying experience. We both saw something incredibly creepy in the same place. I remember it vaguely. It was a small, neutral, glowing white face in the playroom. It looked a bit like a little kid, from my memory. It had no body, just a pure white face in the dark. It was around my height, and its eyes were kind of just not there. I don't remember much, but I remember it was the single most terrifying thing I'd been through. I don't know if I hallucinated or what, but I know it felt incredibly real at the time. Maybe it was a dream or something, because all I remember is seeing that face, getting scared and running back to my bed. I don't think I screamed, but I seriously don't remember. I kind of love slash hate thinking about it because it just makes my hair stand on edge. Thanks to that house, I have now been diagnosed with anxiety. I am taking medication for it, and I'm alright, but I thought it was worth noting. I could go on, but I can't really think of anything else right now. Thank you for listening to my story. When I was little, probably around four or five, I used to talk to a shadow man. He was basically a silhouette, but I distinctly remember him wearing a hat and having brown shoes. My mother would hear me talking away all the time. But one day, she asked who I was talking to, and I said, Alan, he used to live here, but his wife fell down the stairs and died. A few weeks later, our neighbor came around for a drink and such, and my mother mentioned what I had said. Our neighbor turned deathly pale. Apparently, the previous owners had been a really old couple, and the woman had fallen down the stairs and died. This weirded my mother out, but I didn't really care. I already knew that. The fact I had heard this from an apparition didn't even come into my mind. I also learned a while later that my grandfather used to say, never trust a man who wears brown shoes. Anyway, as I grew up, those stairs remained a focal point of my life in that house. 
Our toilet overlooked the stairs, and as I got older, I got more and more unnerved going to the toilet at night. Obviously it was dark, but those stairs seemed to harbor an unnatural darkness, almost like they led to an unfathomable void of pure black. It got to the point I couldn't even look down them when going to the toilet, and the light from the toilet didn't help. It always felt like something was down there, watching, waiting. One of our dogs used to lie on the fourth step and basically squeeze his head through the banister. The other one slept at the base of the stairs. Those two dogs eventually bred and had a litter. The runt of the litter was particularly weak and was the one we decided to keep. Our bitch did not like the runt. She once took her up the stairs and attempted to throw the runt down the stairs. My father stopped her, thankfully. A few years later, I got up and went downstairs to go get breakfast, and I saw our old bitch dead at the bottom of the stairs, a pool of blood around her mouth and her tongue sticking out. After that day, her child became unhinged. The only time she acted normal was when she was in the little cupboard under those stairs. We also got another dog, and he absolutely refused to set Paul on those stairs. And this wasn't some domesticated and pampered dog. This was a dog that used to hunt, and only stopped when he got into a particularly brutal fight with a badger. But he was terrified of those stairs. I once tried to coax him upstairs, and I remember his heckles shot straight up the moment he touched them, and he wasn't afraid of stairs. If he ever went on a bus with an upstairs, he tried desperately hard to go upstairs. When we took him on holiday, he went up three or four flights of stairs in a hotel without issue. He just did not like those stairs. Well, fast forward a decade or so. I had to move back home due to circumstances. One night, I got up to go to the toilet and remembered back to being a kid and hating looking down those stairs at night. After I did my business, I decided I'd spook myself a little. That did not happen. As I was leaving the toilet to go turn the lights out and come back to stare into the abyss, I felt something push me hard in the small of my back. It was significant force. I had to grab the banister to stop myself falling down those stairs. To this day, I'm not really afraid of what is in the house, but I'm still scared shitless to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Hey, so we bought our first home late last year and did not face any issues. We did hear some noises and sounds like the usual structural sounds, like wood creaking at night, which we thought was normal for an old house. Ours is 2002. The previous owners lived for two years and sold and moved away as their company transferred them, or so we were told and the ones before them lived in it since it was built. Lately, we have started hearing things. Like tonight, I heard some music like the ringtones of an old Nokia phone. 
First, I thought it was my washing machine making the sound, but nobody turned on the machine, so it was not the machine itself. I called my husband across the hall in the room to see if he was watching a reel, but he was fast asleep. Two nights ago, while I was putting my baby to sleep, my husband came asking to me if I was in the kitchen doing dishes. I said no. He said he clearly heard someone moving around the kitchen, doing stuff, and thought it was me. A week ago, I was by myself with the baby and my dog, and my dog ran towards the garage door, barking at something or someone. I turned on the light, and there was nothing. A few hours later, we both heard the same sound again in the garage and checked again to find nothing. My husband had the same incident during the other day when he heard a sound in the garage but didn't find any source of the noise upon checking. The scariest of all, I was on a video call with my mom and I kid you not, she asked who is the other man in the house wearing a cap or hat. I said, Mom, don't scare me. I'm all alone, and it's just Buddy, my dog, and the baby. She said she saw someone come out of the garage and walk into the hall. The same day, after more minutes passed by, Buddy growled at the garage door again. I heard footsteps one night walking towards the bathroom when I was in there and thought it was my husband, and I walked out to find him sleeping. We both heard baby crying sounds in the beginning a couple of times, but then it could have been our baby too, and we are both burned out taking care of our little one, so we didn't think much of it. The entry from the garage leads to our laundry, which is right across my main bedroom. We are in a ranch-style home, and our garage has an attic, which I am told is too narrow to do anything. So, what do you guys think is happening here? Whatever happens, it only happens when only one of us is at home or alone in an area. We have not experienced anything together. We also haven't found anything on any cams that we have in our living room or outside cams. Is this a ghost? Squatters? Or are we just imagining this stuff? Any information you can offer would greatly be appreciated. I barely ever get to tell this story, even though it's a good one. Here's a bit of paranormal lore. A major chunk of the population in my birth country believed in the paranormal and black magic, which is why it is believed that a large amount of ghosts and evil spirits reside there because they are attracted to the community who believe in and uses them. Now for the actual experience. When I was about six, my family decided to rent a house to live in for a couple of months because of the renovations being done to our actual house. When my parents checked out the house, they found it odd. They just had a weird feeling about it, but they decided to rent it. When my dad received the keys, he looked around the house and locked all the doors and windows before he took me and my brother to see it. But when he went outside, he saw the balcony door on the top floor open wide and swinging in the wind. He thought, weird. But maybe he just forgot to close it, so he went back in and closed it. 
A couple days later, my parents took me and my brother to go check it out and pick out our rooms. We went around and played in the room connected to the aforementioned balcony. While we played, we heard the doors shut and the balcony doors open. We tried opening the doors, but it was locked, though the balcony doors that were closed before are wide open. We yelled to our mom to help us, and she rushed to the room and opened the door with her keys. We were crying and ran to mom. Our family is Christian. We have a ritual of anointing and praying over a new house we would be living in with oil to cleanse the place. My parents did this the week later. Afterwards, we moved into the house. When we did, odd things started happening. One night, we heard the sound of grating metal. The next day, we found the metal sink in the kitchen had claw marks on it as if scratched by an animal. My grandpa's driver, who stayed in the extra room while making house repairs, had a nightmare and woke up, unable to move, and a large black bear sitting on him. Sleep paralysis, maybe? My dad had a similar experience being unable to move and seeing a weird figure on the corner. My mom started to get weird spasms when she was holding a knife, and specifically, only a knife. It would usually result to her dropping the knife and narrowly missing her feet. My brother started seeing weird shadows that looked nothing like the object projecting it. I was really young, but I do remember random weird feelings and noises that would wake me up at night. The housekeeper started getting into accidents like falling more often and glass shattering randomly when they were not holding the glassware. After a week or two of this, my parents figured something was haunting the house and called my grandpa, who was a priest. They did a more in-depth anointing and praying, even us kids joined in. Afterwards, our stay was mostly peaceful. We moved out after three months and a few weeks. A couple years ago, my brother's high school friend moved into that house, becoming our neighbor. Weird things started to happen to them too. Random scratches on the walls and furniture, glass shattering, things falling over, nightmares, etc. Their family believed in the paranormal, so they called a spirit medium over. Usually spirit mediums in my birth country are pretty legit because of the deep black magic influence. The medium talked to the spirit. The spirit said that they were enraged because a couple years ago, they were forced out of the house to a neighbor's home, wreaking havoc until they were able to return three months later. The high school friend asked the neighbors about any incidents a couple years ago, and they mentioned an episode where the glass coffee table shattered and her toddler got toppled over by a big bookshelf. He told my brother in passing conversation and something clicked. The timelines matched up. During our stay, the spirit was forced out of the house due to our right. And that, dear listeners, brings it close to our true, disturbing, haunted house and ghost stories. If you are sleeping, I hope Slumberland is treating you kindly. If you are awake, I hope you've enjoyed this collection. 
Until then, please take care of yourselves, and I'll be reading to you soon. Have yourself a good morning, a good afternoon, or a good night.